Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. And today we're going back to the trusty old hollow phone to see what kind of goodies we got on there. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite episodes to do. It's Just usually pretty fun. You all pop off on the craziness is wonderful. Pretty much my favorite thing. I enjoy it as well. Yeah. But before we do that, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Search us up. Come hang out. Be a part of this ever-growing community that's so awesome. And just, I don't know. I love you guys. You're the best. Same. If you have a paranormal encounter you would like to feature on a future episode or holophone episode, Kyle's got all the deets. Yeah, most of it's in the show notes, but as usual, you can call the holophone, text the holophone, you can email us, you can record yourself and shoot it over the email, you can hit us up on socials, whatever you want to do, but our email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Get us your story and we'll get it out there. If you'd like to support the show, which I know you do, the best thing you can do, the easiest thing you can do, is share an episode, share the Facebook page, 100%. share the Instagram, share the podcast. Just anytime you're walking down the street, you see somebody you don't know, you're like, yo, listen to the Hollow Sky podcast. Hell yes. And that's the absolute best thing you can do. Yeah. Because word of mouth is what. We need. And we're trying to own 2022. Yeah. That's our, the, that's our goal right now. The more people that listen to us, the better. And that's, that's what we, that's your mission. That's your prerogative this year is to share the Hall Sky podcast as much as possible. Yeah. We also have a uh, store. You can go and see if there's some sick Hall Sky shirt that you really want to buy and rep out. That's that's easier than even just saying, yo, listen to the Hollow Sky podcast. Just put the shirt on. Yeah. And people will be like, yo, that's cool. I'm better check that out. We also, <laughs> we also, we also have a Patreon. <laughs> you can check the tiers out there, see if that's something you're interested in. Uh, we have a Venmo account. Throw some throw some extra dollar bills in our monster fund. Keep the, the sweet neck. Dollar plums. makes mahala. That is accurate. Um, what else we got? Oh, Everything. yeah. Everything. You can leave us a wonderful five-star rating and review on your podcast listening platform of choice. And if I find it, I'll gladly shout you out. I usually do uh, Apple iTunes, whichever one that is. But I look at some of the other ones. So if you do it, I'll shout you out on a future episode. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from BMW. So T.I.? Yeah, T.I.'s BMW. Okay. It says, great show. A couple of down-to-earth guys talking about otherworldly stuff. Humorous and entertaining. They cover a wide array of paranormal topics. They quickly become one of my favorite shows. Well, after leaving that rating, T.I.'s BMW, you have quickly become one of my favorite listeners. I love that. I just picture a BMW that is more or less Kip from Knight Rider. I I hope it is. And it's just it's just leaving us a review cuz it likes to just tune in. Yeah, that's what it listens to is as out yeah. as it's out just cruising. Yeah. I can see that. For sure. I can see that. I mean it, at this point it should be a TV show. God, yeah. 2.0. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Anyway, thanks so much for your five star rating and review. We're in the zone. We are in the zone. It helps. It helps us get in the zone to where when people search up dope podcasts, it's us. Yeah, we're the yeah. only ones there. That's yeah. I would. I would agree. That's what matters. So now that we're through all that good stuff, we're gonna go to the hollow phone and see what you guys want to talk about. I'm sure it's gonna be. Highly entertaining. I, I'm excited personally. All right. <clears throat> Let's. I will try to. I think what you're going to. Because I got some text messages I'm going to read too. So maybe we'll do like a, a voicemail and then a text message and just kind of rotate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Everything's so, going to work out. Here we go. Boys, my name is. I live in Lima, Ohio. I just want to tell you aliens are real, bro. Been abducted from the time I was little. A few months ago, I can tell you everything you've heard is real. Everything, even the anal probing, hundred percent real. I gotta tell you something. You gotta be careful with it, because at first you hate it, absolutely cannot stand it. But then after a while, you start to get used to it, and before you know it, you can't come without it. And then you find yourself leaving your wife. 15 years and your six kids because you know she goes out bless her heart she buys things on amazon but it's not the same it's not the same you can't do it the way that they do it you gotta move back into your grandparents basement you know they barely talk to you because they know they know what's going on you don't have to tell them they already know you find yourself sleeping outside in the field next door, ass up with nothing on but a jock strap, just hoping that tonight's the night. Tonight's the night you get abducted again because daddy needs a big thumb. Be careful, man, when you're looking into this stuff. It's real. And it'll happen to you. Again, my name is, and I like to get annually probed by aliens. Bye. Okay. I, I would really... I, you um had me at the beginning. Yeah, I. You may have brought me back around at the end too. I'm not sure at this point. But, <laughs> um, for some reason, I don't. I'm not buying that. That's that guy's name. He's very adamant about throwing that name out. There. I'm a hundred percent with you in that boat. It's kind of like when you walk into a bathroom and it's like, for a good time, call this number. Oh yeah. I feel like that that's what just happened. I hate the fact that it started off so serious. Same. I got duped. It was a trap. It was 100% a trap. A jockstrap trap. Yeah, and that's not a cool trap to be a part of. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what anyone expects me to say at this point. I'm just... At a loss for words. <laughs> yes, that is that is a hundred percent a hundred percent accurate. I I just don't know what this uh this Josh dude did to you. I think I think I I almost wonder if I should just blur out his last name. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Kind of where I'm at. Where did he say he was from? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, this is a hundred percent it. This is the guy. I just Facebook creeped him. <laughs> Sick.
<clears throat> you did say Ohio or somewhere. We found you. Well, we found who you were supposed to be. Right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Whoever you are. Whatever you got going on. I mean, it sounds like... Granted, I mean, it sounds like you're where you want to be. It's a valid point. That's that's the... So, you know, with that being said... I just... Good luck. I don't even know what to... Good luck. What to even say at this point. That was... uh, That was really neat. That was a really neat phone call. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting to say the least. <laughs> he started in and I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be this is gonna be a banger. Yeah. And then it turned out to be a different kind of banger and threw me a curveball. It did. Yeah, I mean I'm in the, the same boat. But <laughs> you know, comedic values there, hats off. You got us. Yeah. Thanks for that. So I'm going to move forward here with a text. Doesn't appear that there is a name, but it says, Hello, gentlemen. Oh, never mind. I have overstepped myself already. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Robert from El Paso. I bet his name is Robert. That would be a good guess. First off, love the podcast, and I've listened to all of them. Helps with a drive when I have to travel. Well, here's my short experiences. I live in an old house that was passed down to me, and ever since I was young, I will always see dark shadows in the hallway, and every so often, they go past me. I have gotten used to it, and I have actually spoken to them. Of course, they did not speak back, so in my head, I feel like we came to an agreement of, you leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone, kind of type of thing. Honestly, for the most part, it worked until recently. They keep fucking with me now, but whatever. So the other night I was sound asleep until I started seeing a red light through my eyelids and which woke me up. When I opened my eyes, I saw on the top right corner of my room, like a small red light, which basically lit up my room and I passed out. Shortly after being woke again, I felt little feet on the bed, slowly applying pressure on the bed like two kids were walking around. I quickly got up from the bed and took a big swing with my right arm, but hit nothing. So I turned on the light, but nothing was there. So I said out loud, okay, enough. I have to go to work tomorrow, jerks. Then my belt fell off my dresser. I thought again, okay, whatever. I don't have time for this. I laid back down. I put my back where I felt the footsteps, thinking it was over. A good two minutes went by, and I felt the feet again, and something apply pressure to my lower back. The only thing I, s- I said was asshole and passed out. So now I'm searching or in search of a good samurai sword. Have a good night and stay weird, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. Um. All right. Do. Robert, do you think these two encounters are connected? Your shadow, your shadow beings and whatever just happened in your bedroom. I'm assuming yes, because you said they're starting to fuck with you now. But what if they're not? 
because I feel like you've had such a such a benevolent relationship with whatever these shadow beings are that for them to start ramping it up in a weird way is especially if it's unprovoked of, yeah kind of out of character and another thing i'm wondering are your ink do the do the shadow figures do the same thing every time do they move through the same pattern do they walk like down the same hallway like like it's a residual, residual being just going through the only motions it knows because you said when you talked to it it didn't talk back did it even does it even acknowledge you are you just are you just like a footnote to what they're they're doing? Like you're not even there. Secondly, well, another thing, real quick, is uh, are they small? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. To to kind of f- fall into what you're experiencing in your bedroom. Yeah, because the red light and the passing out. And then the feeling of the of something crawling on your bed. That is that. That's seems not typically shadow people or mojo. It seems more uh, extraterrestrial to me. One hundred percent. If that's if that's the the route they're going for, then that's kind of where it falls. That's uh, pretty much where I'm at. I get because it reminded me of the story you told me a while back that you read in a book where dude was sleeping. He felt something crawling up on the bed. He thought it was his cat. But he remembered he let his cat out. Yeah. And then when he opened his eyes, he saw, like he cracked his eyes, and he saw a gray-skinned figure not far from his face. Terrible. It'd be terrifying. Terrible. But I'm going to, I'm. he has another one here, and it's an update to what he's got going on. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and read it, because this just came over the other night. He said, update to this shit. Last Saturday, I woke up by heavy knocks on the front door. Time was about 3 a.m. I got up and grabbed my 9mm and was ready for anything. I walked to the door and peeked outside and saw nothing, so I checked my camera's recording and caught a dog running away. To me, it made no sense, so when I went back to bed, thinking nothing of it. Last night, I woke up to a dislocated kneecap. In pain, I slapped it back into place, and now I have to deal with that shit. Don't know what it, what is happening, but I will keep sending these. Oh, that kneecap was dislocated once in high school, but never again after that. God, I hope it's not old age. I'm 37. <laughs> Me too, dog. Same. <laughs> well, I'm 35, but I, I don't wish the falling apart aspect of life on anyone. No, I am 37, and my knees do not function well. But that being said... Um, that you hear, you hear the weird dog encounters with a bunch of, uh, I had one UFO and alien abductions, the Gulf breeze encounter. I have, if you want to read a creepy book, is that the one where the dog followed him? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I read that when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. You told me that story. Guard me forever. That when I told you about my initial, yeah, yeah, that's when you told me. Yeah. And I, um, the the odd waking up with injuries. A lot of times you have people wake up with bruises and puncture marks and scratches and shit they didn't have when they went to bed that they somehow got while they were asleep, which doesn't sound like that makes a whole lot of sense. So uh, Unaccounted for puncture marks make me feel weird. <clears throat> yeah, probably makes the people who got punctured feel weird too. Probably. 
But the dislocated knee, I that's a I mean, I I guess it could happen when you're asleep. But Yeah, I'm not it, sure. Take it into account with everything that's going on. I don't know, man. Sounds like you got some funky stuff going on, my friend. Yeah. Some... Just put a camera right above your head when you sleep. I don't know if that's <laughs> that's things that I'd want to see. Oh, I definitely wouldn't do it. You know? But I'm going to suggest like, it. It's like, don't ghost hunt in your own house. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you gotta uh, go pretty valid. You yeah. got to sleep there. Right. <laughs> anywhere else to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to move on to a voicemail here. It's a two-parter. But it looks like the second half is about 20 seconds. So here's the first part. Hello. Hey, this is Chris again. Um, this would be my second time calling. Um, I was the fellow that called uh, about really tall old man that was talking to, to me about silicone skips and how they make it and all. Anyway, uh, just wanted to call again because I just put two and two together on another an interesting topic. So, about two years ago, uh, you know how Snapchat, and this this may take a little while, so I'll call several times if I have to if the recording stops. But um, anyway, you know how on Snapchat, if you take a picture and you could scroll to the right, it'll give you different headings and, and show your location. Well, for years. My location was Barnville, South Carolina, and that's what would show up. That was listed, you know, that's what my phone recognized as the location where I was at home. Well, all of a sudden, my phone recognized my location as, I guess, a town called Speaks Mill. Uh, it's like you speak, speak with an S, mill, all one word. It's like you speak, speak with an S, mill, all one word. Now, what the hell is this? Never heard of that. So I'd send Snapchats here and there, and I became okay with it, but I just couldn't wrap my mind around how come my location all of a sudden just changed to that. And also, I was curious as to why it changed to that and where did that come from. Um, now I'm local to the area probably since about, uh, 1989, um, somewhere in there, but, uh, I moved to the area from Savannah in the middle of my ninth grade year in high school. So I've been there a while. I've never heard of Speak Mill. Um, this is a small town, Hampton, South Carolina but I have a Varnville address. There's two towns very close to one another. In fact, they run into each other. They're so close. Um, I'm on the outskirts of the town. And this is small towns I live in. So anyway, uh, you know, we asked some locals, have you ever heard of Speaks Mill? And the topic was fresh on my mind. So I would ask, you know, locals, friends of mine, people I didn't know, you know, have you ever heard of that? It took a while, but finally we got a few hits, and my wife even put on Facebook. Um, I don't do Facebook, but she does, and 
I said, you know, see what you can find out. And she put that up there, and she's got a few replies. I mean, I guess that was the easiest way to do it, rather than word of mouth, physically. And uh, there were some people that heard it, and we looked it up, and I guess it was a small community way back in the day. And I don't know that it was ever a town. And I certainly, what, what we've always called where I live, actually, Nixville Community. I've never even seen it because our local news would be out of Savannah or Charleston. And I've never seen them ever mention Speaks Mills. I mean, they go the map, you know, when they give the weather report. And it's always been Nixville or Estill or Hampton. Never did I ever hear of or see a Speaks Mill. And I said, well, man. How do we get something from nothing all of a sudden? This went on, and I kind of just grew to accept it. Actually, I believe uh, Peak Mill is two words, if you Google it. But anyway, um, thank you for your time. Certainly love what y'all do. Keep it on up. Have a good one. Man, I'm trying to trying to think what i wonder if there was um maybe i don't use snapchat so i don't know how that works exactly i don't really use it either i wonder if there was an update maybe that that revamped the maps or something i don't know i know sometimes like uh, the only thing i can remotely relate is like sometimes for whatever reason like i'll go to try to buy something online and i'll say like home depot and it'll be like, oh, your home store is Chicago. And it's like, no, no, it's not. I live. Yeah, mine does you that. Know, I, so I don't know if like there's some type of miscommunication between these services or or not. But the fact that, because I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but he made it sound like, what is Speaks Mill close to like close to where he lives? Because I think he, so. I think it's like the same kind of integrated town township per se so like for for my understanding would it be like what kane is to us uh yeah or maybe closer kind of. like i keep trying to i'm looking up speaks mill south carolina and like it it just looks like like it's just like in between two streets almost like it's just like a this blip, tiny a little blip. area it does pop up on like on the weather network app there is there, it does pop up as like a real place, an integrated township, you know, but the fact that it changed, like maybe, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe if you were passing through the area at the exact same time, the, the app updated, maybe it maybe. thinks that you're in that specific area. Maybe. I have no idea. It is weird. And for me, it would just be pay attention. Keep paying attention like you're doing and see, see if, if it changes again or that and just like pay attention to your surroundings. Cause we had a conversation earlier where, you know, uh, not everything is what it seems. Yeah. I just, you know. and man, technology is so not really our thing. And it's so, I don't, I, I feel like sometimes it just has a mind of its own. Honestly, just does whatever the hell it wants to do. So, 
I, I don't know. I could see that. It's weird because some like sometimes you can see like your Facebook logins and it'll be like, oh, you have logged in from, and it'll be an area like 25 miles away from me. And I'm like, well, that's not right. But then I'll look on my phone and it is where I'm actually pinging on my phone. And I'm like, well, that's still not right, but it's kind of more right than it was when I thought it wasn't me on my Facebook. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse. Right. More so a curse, but. I would agree. I don't know. It's weird, man. It is weird. And thanks for calling, dude. We appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. All right. I got a text message here from Alex. Hello. My name is Alex. I am from California and thought I should share some strange things that have happened to me. I don't think it is that interesting, but. I thought you guys would like to hear it. So my first story is about sleep paralysis. So this was pretty recently. It happened in 2020. This night I go to, I go to sleep a lot earlier than what I typically would. And I wake up around 11, you know, close to 12. So I go to use the restroom and come back to my bed. Everything seems normal. So I go back to sleep about... What feels like minutes later, I wake up to hearing a noise downstairs. Now, my uncle did live with us, and he did stay downstairs. However, this night he was not home. The noise sounded like something was moving downstairs, so I opened my eyes and I couldn't move. I didn't really think much of it, so, you know, I'm laying there in bed, not being able to move. Then I see something open my door and poke its head in. Its head was a little above my door handle, which is about three feet from the ground. After it looks at me, it closes the door and I fall back asleep. The whole experience felt like a video game cutscene because I didn't really have any thoughts during the experience. I kind of just let everything play out. The next day I asked my mom if she opened the door to check on me. She said no. She's also 5'1". She is short, but not that short. Once I told my sister, she said it could have been sleep paralysis, which I don't really know a lot about during this time. To this day, I still don't know what it was and why I got it. Well, I mean, I think Steve's probably going to be on board with me here. Yeah. I'm not convinced this is sleep paralysis. Oh, it's paralysis of some kind. Yeah, it's not sleep paralysis, my guy. I uh, I think like we're reverting to the last text message. <laughs> yeah, it sounded in this it sounded textbook alien abduction again. Like t- your your text so gray. I hate that there's so many alien abductions. Like yeah, not not that we're getting them, but just that people are experiencing them. Like I don't like the idea that entities whether they be extraterrestrial or not are just doing whatever the hell they want with us and it's like it's weird and especially in this case because it was like it's making noise downstairs and then it comes up and notice like it opens the door oh shit alex is awake go back to sleep and then it does whatever it wants to do yeah or yeah exactly He's awake. He's not supposed to be awake. Because I've also heard stories of where, like, this same type of scenario happens, but say Alex fell asleep 
in a different room than normal. And this person is awoke by the sounds of pitter-patter down the hallway. And these pitter-patter, he can see beings walking down his hallway, but they're going to his room. He's not in his room. Oh, yeah. So they're confused. They like then they kind of give up and they just leave because he's not in the same. You would spot. think that they would know. You would think where someone is. Period. If if they are what we think they are. Yes. Which is this this higher plane of intelligence, intergalactic travel across uh, light years to come over here and f- do experiments and learn about us. That they would like. You you hear them levitating people through walls and passing through walls. They would be able to figure out where the hell somebody was asleep. You think, man? They're not that. What if they're? What if? What if they're a lower form of of like life than we are? What if they're? What if they're beyond? Like, I don't want to say beneath us, but. You know, not as advanced as we are. Or, or we're dealing with multiple different things here. Well, I don't know. Like, it almost makes me think, like, like in order for that to happen, like, the way my brain's going to... Pro- I'm going to explain it the best I can. So imagine you have a world where there is a smart race, and they've got all this cool shit. They got UFOs, they got... uh. They got advanced mine cards, this, that, and the other. Just leaps and bounds ahead of everything. Else. Well, and but they also have a sub race on the planet that's not so smart. They're a little bit wild, like they're the blue collar, like grunt. Eschel- yes, like we good. hear about. That's a good. That's a good one. Now what? Now what if these grunts they go get a wild hair up their ass and they're like, "Hey, Steve, we're gonna do some smart kid stuff. Let's take this UFO. Let's go yeah, for a drive. That too. Go for a drive." And they're not of the intellect of these other ones, so they're like running this. through the house. I like this theory. They're like, hey, where's John at? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I don't know where he's at. And, the, and where he heard them rooting through their stuff, it's almost like it's almost like they're they're experiencing everything human new and fresh, well, like they're going And through. to be fair, like you, if you go back to Robot Alien Story, those ones investigated. Exactly. Like they, just, they're just, exactly what yeah. I just thought. Yeah. So it's totally. almost like they're they're checking out the house, seeing like, oh, what What's what he got do? in his cabinet, What's what this? what they have for dinner, yeah. And then maybe maybe they're advanced enough to know he was awake, like they felt it or they 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 felt his fear from hearing yeah. that in the basement, yeah. And then they went and checked. They're like. Let me just take a sneak peek here. We're gonna we're gonna send out our immobilization brainwaves to where we know that's not gonna get up and attack <laughs> us. But we're just gonna see to make sure because I'm I'm feeling some kind of way, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I'm um, I'm in hone with what's going on. So he opens the door and is like, "Oh shit, go back to sleep." Yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, that okay. I can see it. I like I like the way you took where I was going and you went. To where I wanted to be with it. Yeah, sometimes I just work. I gotta have weird ways of making my brain understand stuff. And but we we also have another one from Alex. Oh, okay. So this one, the next experience is very strange because I don't know what it was. This happened a month ago, and I remember I was sleeping around eleven. My sister texted me 
and asked if I was up. So we texted for a bit and I go back to sleep. While I'm dreaming, I move myself in real life and kind of wake up or wake myself up. But now the dream is gone. So I am just laying there with my eyes closed, trying to go back to sleep. Then I see these two, this two face kind of form while my eyes are closed. And it was a man and a woman. They both had white eyes. So while I see them, they both start rapidly flashing and that causes my body to start shaking. But it only felt like it was the inside of my body shaking. My physical body wasn't. This goes on for a bit while while this is happening, I am trying to break out of it. I was trying to get my phone. However, it was difficult to break out of this. I was still shaking, but once I fully opened my eyes and get my phone to call my parents, I didn't tell them what happened. I just wanted to know what time they were coming home. After I get off the phone with them, I'm still trying to understand what happened. To this day, I still don't understand why it happened, but all I do know is it was scary. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, Alex. Uh, that one's exceptionally weird. Yeah, it is weird. The The flashing of the eyes, like my brain went two ways. It almost made me wonder if they were trying to pro, like trying to put out a message, like some kind of weird Morse code with the flashing. But then once you said that it almost induced like an internal seizure, that seemed more to me where they were going with that. Like, like they yeah. were too... They wanted to get in there and do some kind of neurological kind of fuckery. Well, and then to be fair, you know, the first thing I thought of when that happened, when I read that was, uh, like people described that, that feeling with astral projection, like the preamble to it, like they feel their body start to vibrate. So what if what, whatever, what this or they, or however you want to describe it, what if they were from that astral realm Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to yeah, convey yeah, a little yeah. bit here. And like in, in yeah, I don't know. And that brings up like what were they trying to do with Alex? Yeah. Trying to take take him with them or Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he has the ability to astral project. Oh yeah, could he be. He just hasn't he hasn't realized it yet, but something else like maybe he's subconsciously in his sleep opening a door and these things saw the crack in the door and they're like, yo, let's check this out. Got, this is new. Someone over here. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that you didn't bring it up to your parents makes me like it, it falls in the same line of like abduction victims who, uh, get rid of their implants. Like, yeah. Like we're just not, we're just not going to deal with this. Like we're just going to throw this down the drain. We're going to throw it in the trash. I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm just don't know why I did it, but I did. Yeah, it's almost like pre-programming. Yeah, and after for sure. the Bledsoe case, where essentially whatever whatever all these beings are can download and upload thoughts and into your brain. Watch, I'm sure they can do images, all type oh, of shit. Yeah, everything. Yeah, like that's that's beyond a form of control. Yeah, it's basically what Elon Musk is working on. Which it's kind of weird now that I say that. Yeah. Like the Neuralink thing. Yeah, except they don't need any microchips. Yeah, yeah. Almost like 
they're the advanced Elon Musk. That's why he's shooting rockets into the moon. Probably. Dude. He's getting their attention. Yeah, he's like, yo, I'm coming I'm for you. Trying to be you. I don't know. That's uh that's weird. It is weird. It's, I think I don't know which one would be scarier. I don't I think the second one would probably be scarier. I don't know, man. I have I have a ingrained fear of that very image of something opening the door and looking through. That is scary as fuck too. Like that and it, it not being something of this world. Like me, that is gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I don't I wrote, know what I would do. I wrote a story in fourth or fifth grade, and I remember it was about alien abduction, and I remember drawing the picture of the door being cracked and the gray peeking through with just one eye but, like, looking through. That's gross. Why was I why was I like that as a little kid? I was the same way. I can remember I can remember drawing pictures of UFOs in about fourth or fifth grade. What is going on out here in the Midwest? Fuck's sake. I don't know, man. So I guess we're going to move on to the next one. The next one's 55 seconds. So we're going to check. Quick one. Let's go. I have to call more of them now. Okay, uh, that was rather bizarre. It is weird. Well, we well well we we've been informed, so there's that. Is that what that said? Yeah, he says I'm actually calling to inform them now. That's weird. I don't I don't like that. It is weird, man. I don't know where is that even from. I feel lucky. I I have no idea what that is about and the clicks in the background had a weird rhythm to them but they yeah. would change oh yeah i noticed that too because uh, there was like the clicking noise, and then there was know. like a it's like it's almost like somebody put a pair of shoes in a dryer just a boom 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 yeah uh, i don't know like that was weird that was weird and like i was telling kyle the other day i work midnight so I'm up all hours of the night, right? I get a, su a succession of calls at 3.10 in the morning from some number on my personal phone that I don't have any idea who it is from California called me seven fucking times in a row at 3 o'clock in the morning. Just boom. I'd let it ring out to my uh, voicemail, you know, if it's that important, you're going to text me or you're going to leave me a message. And then it ring out to voicemail, ring out to voicemail. And then the fourth time, I just ignored it. Fifth time, ignored it. Sixth time, ignored it. Seventh time. That's weird. I just let it ring out to voicemail again. So. It's weird that you ignored it and they 
still like that shows that somebody's trying to call like reach. Yeah, maybe it was a wrong number. Could have been. I think it being three o'clock in the fucking morning, especially after you you know they got your voicemail because you let it ring out and then you also ignored it, which sends it to voicemail. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, that's weird. That call is also weird. Uh, we're not sure what you want to do inform us of, but you're going to have to try again. So this next call is from the hometown. Oh, dang. This will be interesting. Repping it. Hey, guys, this is Gary from Jerseyville. I got a story that took place in the late 80s um, up near Manchester, Illinois. We were at a uh, youth retreat for our church. Reportedly, it was an uh, Indian burial ground. I don't know if that was true or not, but it was obviously a very spiritual place. Um, I was, I don't know, mid-teenager. My buddies were there. Uh, you know, all of us kids in the youth group. I think there were maybe one or two girls. Uh, and for the evenings, we separated. The boys went in their room. The girls went in their room. And my buddy sister asked uh, the youth group's youth group leader's wife in there with them and we were stupid teenage boys you know drinking soda all night long and laughing having a good time i got up and went to the restroom and i could hear them having fun so you know i'm singing probably poison or something like that that stopped my lungs in a very small building which is just fabulous for everybody and uh i went back to the door didn't think nothing about it we had a you know, had a good time. End of the night. Next morning, we wake up at uh, breakfast, and the youth group, youth group leader's wife and my buddy's sister came up and was giving us a rash for messing with them throughout the night. And uh, we had no idea what they were talking about. She said that they... Hey, Hollow Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots. And their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Mother's Day is almost here. 
and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Heard me singing and, you know, all that good stuff. And they saw a blue light and some smoke or fog come under the door of their dorm. And, you know, they're just watching it. And it's just kind of rolling towards them. And they got up and they went towards the light and it moved away. And it went back under the door and uh, everybody was kind of freaked out. And they swear that it was me. And I've, truth be told, it was not me. I I wasn't that clever at the time. Uh, but anyway, that's my story. Hope you all could use it. Have a wonderful day. First off, uh, shout out to singing poison because it's one of my favorite bands of all time any hell yes yeah, i got a <clears throat> soft spot in my heart for hair metal um but yeah to the encounter i in my brain like <clears throat> when they describe what they saw did the light did did the light like as a whole as a source move under the door into the room and then back out or was it like a <clears throat> massive light outside and the lights shining under the door you know what i mean oh yeah for sure i thought i thought the same thing like it made it sound like it came in and as they got closer it went away yeah but in my brain i'm seeing the smoke and the light shining under yeah. the door not not the light source as itself moving under the door because how would they blame that on him if the light is is in the room? Valid point. With with them. Yeah. So you you could assume that Which brings us right back around to UFOs. Yeah. It's the first thing I thought of. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I don't know what yeah. else it would be. Like it's a the smoke is a little cliche, but yeah. But at this point, we don't know. We don't know what's legit and what's like what we should attribute to UFO abductions and what we shouldn't. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know, man. What there, there is something about about these series of calls with doors and it all started weird with shit behind them, man. Probing, and now we're still on aliens. I just, like I said, I I hate the idea that something out there just does whatever it wants with us. Did was there any? Uh, I'm assuming it was like a youth group camp. Was was there anybody else that could have been out there messing messing with your counselors or whatever? That's one. That's one thing that you could take into consideration. Um, on the opposite spect end of the spectrum, is there right. anybody else out there? What? Oh, I was just gonna say you said on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, where the fuck did they get a smoke machine? Well, yeah, yeah. Could have been campfire. Was there a campfire? Like any camps that I went to, there was always a big ass yeah, campfire. That's true. Shit. But was there anybody else out there that saw weird shit take place that wasn't in that room? You know, is there any? Is there anybody outside of their cabin that can that can co- corroborate or 
or add to that experience instead of it, instead of it just being their experience, you know, pointing the finger at you, like we heard you singing, you did this. Is there some, is there somebody else that saw something that can, can shed more light, no pun intended, onto that situation? It's a good question. I feel like it was aliens. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I remember when we started this podcast, Kyle, everything, everything was aliens to Kyle. It's still kind and of. Now we're going full circle. Yeah. It's I want to know what uh, poison song you were singing. What one do you hope he was singing? Um, hmm. I don't know. Definitely not Every Rose Has a Thorn because that's just sort of like a sad ballad. And I'm hoping that you, as an impressionable teenager, were living your best life at that point. Um, you could have said Seal. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. He could have. He could have. But he chose poison. Poison's sick. I got a I got a poison comic book actually. For nice. anybody that's curious. Nice. Now you know. All right. But yeah, we're gonna we're on a roll. We're gonna chalk that one up to aliens as well. Yeah, we're gonna see what uh <clears throat> our buddy Mark from the City of Fallen Angels has left us. He left us a voicemail. So here we go. Hi, this is Mark from Los Angeles again. I'm no longer driving. I was driving. Um, I was making turns and zigzagging through traffic, so I apologize. Um, now when I'm when I was talking, I left off where my talking about my lineage. My grandmother's from Poland. Mother would fast for a week, two weeks, and she would go and pray over people and heal people. My my grandma would also fast, and things would happen. I want to say. Perfectly miraculous, but things would happen. She would get premonitions. She would speak a word of knowledge over somebody. I'm not like the Pentecostal church that they're in their little worship and they get the little word of knowledge and they pray over people and they overuse that stuff. I'm talking more intimate family, friends. They just have they, someone's going through something. They they can sense it and they start praying and fasting for that situation. So I learned a lot just watching my grandma. Now, my dad's side, that's my dad's mother. My dad's father links all the way to St. Anthony, uh, the Italian state for farm animals and livestock. The dude rescued some, basically, a bunch of animals and saved the barn from burning. And so they put him up to the lineage of saints because of what he did. Now, there's a holiday in January that they worship him. They literally take and worship him like he's a god. So going through all of that, I know that there's a link to believing, like the like my my lineage believes in God. My lineage believes in a higher power. Not everyone has the belief system that I do of, of who has the ultimate authority, who was everything in the book created for. And I believe that everything was created, us, you, me. Everything that has breath of life, a life in the sense of DNA of the grass, trees, animals, you and me, was created for the sole purpose for Christ. Jesus, Yeshua, the, the returning, that will return and step foot on the Mount of Olives, okay? From the beginning of time till then. You, you can see that my theology, the stuff that I've done in undergraduate to graduate school to having 
an MBA in it. And then now I'm in this new industry helping people. The things that I'm saying and understanding. So I'm not like, I talk about God and faith. I'm just giving you guys an understanding of what I hold in my heart. And I don't press that on anybody. People have their own ways of worship. And everyone has a life and destiny in this world. Now, eventually, I think, like Bledsoe was talking about, they are things that are happening. And I think that my question is, why am I this whole idea of seeing things in the sky and not seeing it? And the part for me is, like, there's so much historical evidence of these UFOs, slash aliens, slash angels, slash cryptids, slash asteroids. And the only person that I found that lines it up, there's two guys. Tim Alberino, the modern-day Indiana Jones, and then there's, um... I can't remember the guys part in front of me. There's uh, Jim Quayle, who wrote a book on this whole idea of, of the fallen angels, the Nephilim. Then you have the fallen angels messing with humans, creating chimeras in the Book of Giants. Then once the flood happens, guess what? They, they don't stop doing that. They're on other worlds doing that. So when you have insectoids, you have all these things. We have historical documentation from... Um, the dead schools don't talk about that. No one talks about that. Okay, so uh, Mark, um, I feel like we are missing some context here. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get the first part of this voicemail. I would agree with that. And I feel like we lost the last half of this voicemail. I would also agree with that. So I. I uh, I feel like if he would have sent it, it would have been right before. Right, yeah, I'm just kind of through some stuff here. Um, but I I like where it's going. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, you need to you need to finish this off and start it. Yeah, we we need um context, my friend. I like how you came in hot. You came in hot. Yeah, but I feel like we and need you were going hard in the paint. We missed a good portion of that before we wrapped it back around to where we were going. Yeah. But I do, I like, I like where you're going with the Nephilim and the fallen angel stuff. I, I, man, like, I think people can kind of see where I was going with that whole deal in the Bledsoe case. Um, I mean, they might, they, I just don't feel like what, what is going on in these instances have any good intention, whatever, whatsoever, period, the end, whether they be beings, we don't even, we can't even fathom whether they be fallen angels, whether they be devils, demons, whatever you want to call them. I just don't feel like. If they had our best interest at heart, this fear and this manipulation and this way that they go about interacting with us as humans would be as it is. They wouldn't have to do this shit that they do to everyone. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I did just formulate, because I am with you. I'm with you. Like I, I have uh, creepy vibes from 
some of the Bledsoe stuff. But I think I just created a possible counter argument to that in the context of uh, like when we were dealing with uh, Stardust and he was talking about those beings. I don't know if you remember or not, but he referenced them being cold, not in a malicious way, but in a way that we are so advanced, like uh, mentally, that we don't acknowledge emotion anymore because emotion is just a bullshit thing that holds us back. Then they wouldn't be preaching love. That's true, too. Yeah. like Because I, I was looking at it from a context of like, Almost like they're they're so they're they're hyper smart, but they also don't. Yeah, because they I, they, they can't equate our emotions, so it's hard exactly. for them to communicate. You know what I'm which trying make, to say? Which which makes a lot of sense. Like like to I feel like to be fully enlightened and get get the full functions of our brain, we would have to be we would have to eliminate emotion from the equation. Which when you said that made sense until. Like in the Bledsoe case, they started preaching love and they started like, all we want is love, all this and that, which, which what stronger emotion is there? But what if it played to, I don't know, because it could play to your, your theory of us throwing shit out, like the love for, for religion, religious icons, the, the love for, you know, praise and family and this, that and the other. And maybe they realize that that is a powerful emotion that we use so they're they're still taking it manipulate i don't know i don't i know it's so it's, it's so hard to like convey your thoughts sometimes like it's just and that's why sometimes i dumb down my analogies to help me try to fully grasp what i'm saying yeah and i i like like i said that that is i can totally see that them them just having no regard for how we feel as far as fear goes, as far as even pain goes, but then, but then for them to flip that and be like, well, well, we don't, we don't acknowledge any of the terrible shit that's right. going on during all these things, but we definitely love the love. So yeah, do some lovey that's stuff. Fair. That's fair. I just, I, it's, it's so, they, they contradict themselves so much. Yeah. And, and if it's, like I said, if it's an, if it's an all knowing higher power, higher uh, omnipresent, omnipotent being that we're dealing with, why, why, why do it? Why do it this way? When you can, when you can just, when you have power over everything and you can just like, like these beings can just download the information into your head. Like you don't even have to be seen. You don't even have to have to acknowledge our existence you can just put the thoughts into our brains like i feel like why do all this shit that causes um sometimes irreparable damage yeah and i feel like there's a way easier break-in method like if if you're saying that they're all powerful like why couldn't they just start with like weird dreams like all right so i know that this is going to be really hard for Steve to fathom my existence. So how about I, I'm more or less make him have a dream about Kyle coming through his door tomorrow, carrying a green monster and wearing a, a baseball cap. And then it happens and you're like, 
that's kind of fucking weird because I just dreamed about that. And then they just kind of like slowly up the ante. You know what I mean? To yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To where you get to that point consciously where you're awake and you're like, is like, am I like borderline prophetic right now? Like where, and then you start to question reality and then they interact in your dreams more where they're like, Hey, you know, uh, here I am. Do you, are you mentally ready to meet me? You know, just kind of, yeah. way easier ways of breaking the ice than going, Hey, we're going to fucking abduct you yeah, and make you think it's the end of the world. To just, the point to where, to the point to where it takes the human brain and it makes it completely block it out. Like, yeah. Like you have to go into regression to understand what the fuck just happened to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's next level trauma. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and yeah. if if it is a being of higher power and infinite love and shit, you don't have to do that. And there should be a way that it, it should make you feel right out of the gate, like comfortable, like uh almost almost like it like Well Bledsoe talked about it after after his the initial initial encounter. Yeah. Almost like once they got in there and got to picking around. Like, you know, if we make him comfortable, it's way more easy than us, like, terrifying him to death. Right. So we're just going to be like, you know, it's all light and love and butterflies and hugs and shit, as opposed to we're going to teleport you through your ceiling against your will. Yeah. And take you into outer space. We're going to take your wife to the point where you have to handcuff her to the fucking bed. So she doesn't get abducted. Right. I'm not saying those, the beings are the same from those two encounters, but I don't think they're that fucking different. In the end, I think you're right. I, I don't right. want to be right. Yes. In my mind, would I rather have, would I rather have whatever out there is uh, screwing with us and essentially answering the calls we're putting out there? Would I want them to be, uh, uh, being of love and understanding and compassion. Yes, a hundred percent. But what are the odds of that? Not great, considering the the experiences and the trauma that every single one of these encounters is leaving behind. Well, then think about it like this too. I'm kind of sitting here processing this, processing this in my brain, and let's let's assume that. Like, for lack of better words, we'll call the Bledsoe things celestial beings. And they, like you were saying, they they need, they, they have wiped emotion from their brains. So now they don't feel emotion. But they also have a goal set in mind. I, I have something that I'm going to slash need to accomplish. In my opinion... What does that sound a lot alike? It reminds me of artificial intelligence. It yeah, removes it kind of does. It removes emotion from the equation and if it if it if it deems humanity is the main threat to the planet, it just wipes humanity off the planet. And I'm not saying that, you know, these beings are doing that. It's just like when you remove that emotion, you remove that connection it makes shit a lot fucking scarier because they don't give a fuck if you're upset about what they're they're deciding. They don't care if you're yeah. sad. They're like, no, this is what needs to happen. 
And then this is, these are the steps that I'm going to do to make that yeah, happen. It takes, it takes the human element away, which is what is what we put forth. Like it's, it's what I feel like we as a species hold on to when we think about higher powers, when we think about, you know, uh, religious beings and shit, like we, we hold on to the fact that they care for us. Absolutely. That they love us, that they have our best interests at heart. And wh- who, who's to say that they do? Just because you feel like some sort of way doesn't mean that's the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and if it, and that's, that's just, that's just the thought that what we're, what we're putting out there is getting to who we want it to get to. Right. Yeah. Cause I, and and, in, in fairness, uh, like counter, counter argument there is like, I do feel like, on this cosmic level, this, this, whatever you want to, whatever platform you want to paint, I feel like there are definitely two sides. Like there's a, there's a a good side slash better side. And then like a not good, like a good and evil basically. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like there are, there are opposing forces. And I, I think, I do feel like that is a part of the greater equation of the the entirety of the universe and the, just the the big equation of the whole thing like this you know this is just got to be the counterparts it has to exist it can't yeah. all be one way you know it has to be up and down but and and it brings me to this bigger question uh, is to what do we have that they want why do they keep doing this to us why why do they keep us alive why why do some abduction victims have this happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. And when how many abduction cases end pleasantly? Yeah. Almost none. None. And e- even even if in your head you like who's I'm not I, I just keep going back to Bledsoe because it's got me so well, it's relevant. fucked up. Who's to say that the way he perceives these encounters are how his brain has formed a defense mechanism into what is actually happening to him. It's possible. The one thing, like, you can tell he's a religious man, you can tell he has his faith, and it's something that he clings on to. Like, like in that first encounter, when he, when he says, no, I believe in God, like, that's, that's, that's a firm statement. That's not, he's not questioning it. He, that is his defense. Right. When they're, when they're like in his face, he's like, no, I believe in God. Like God, God is his shield. And you know, what if, what if they play into that to where instead of him experiencing the trauma that he experienced those first abductions, now they're using his faith as 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 almost like blocking out what's really happening, what they're really doing to him. Yeah, I could see you that. Almost I mean? like they're using, they're formulating a screen memory from exactly. his faith. Exactly. Yeah, I could totally see that. And if they are, if they are uh, unimaginably advanced. Uh, they, I mean, who would just say that's out of the realm of possibility? Yeah, and you know? if they're down, if they're if they're quote downloading information into his brain, uploading information into his yeah. brain, you're just like, they're just going to upload and download whatever, the fuck they, they want. want. Yeah, yeah absolutely, want. absolutely. And if 
and I don't know, man, like, like I said earlier, even on an extraterrestrial scale, if these things are, are from another galaxy, another planet from somewhere, the, like, statistically speaking, there are probably millions, if not billions of, of other life forms out there. I'm like, like we were talking about off the air, all it takes is one of them to be predatory. Yeah. And we're fucked. Right. And actually, actually, now that you, you say that, um, I would, if this particular being is from another planet, a planet, planet within our dimension, et cetera, I'm actually more afraid of it now because if you were, if you had the, the, the whereabout to, to help another civilization, like you would come in and show it how you'd be like, Hey, uh, plant this instead of this, you're going to get more yield, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas this one is coming in and is like, yo, follow me, bro. Like if you want happiness and love, you follow me. Like that's some straight up like I'm coming in to conquer type yeah. shit. Yeah. We're gonna... if, if it's within like now if it's if it's interdimensional or or this this cosmic or celestial, whatever way you want to that changes the ball game. But if it's within within the parameters of you and me, you know, it may not look like us, but if it's a whatever a life form that's relevant to us. Yeah, it's, it's I feel like that changes the dynamic a little bit. It's like it's it's like it's loyalty checking us. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. like how far will they follow us before they start pushing back and then we have to push harder. Right. You know, I I don't know. It's such like the more I think about it, the more it I I feel like these things manipulate us. They manipulate our emotions. They manipulate how how we feel and how we think about things. And like nothing, nothing that manipulates another life form is ever good. Is ever good. In I think I would agree with that statement. You shouldn't have to manipulate. You should be able to tell the truth. Especially if you're an all higher, all powerful being. Right. You could just be like, like, it shouldn't even be a question. You, they could just be like, yo, we, we are the creators. We are love. We are light. And we should just be like, all right. Cool. Yeah. We, if, if they, if they are that powerful that much, like they, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be any coaxing. There shouldn't be any convincing. There shouldn't be any, like, you have to do this and this, or this and this is going to happen. And they should just be like, we are, it is. And yeah. We should be like, okay. And that, that, that brings back the great example of like that one. I forget what it was already, but when they basically said, if you don't sound the trumpet, all of this blood is on your hands. Like that's a fucked like, up statement. Get the fuck out of here. That's a fucked up statement. I just like, that's not, in my opinion, that's not being all loving, all caring. That's that's putting literally the weight of the world on Mr. Bledsoe's shoulders. Yeah. Literally yeah. the weight the weight of the entire human population, the entire planet itself is on your shoulders now. You are now responsible for the future of Earth. Good luck. It's exactly make your choice. Good luck with that. 
Yeah, I just I'm not gonna convince everybody. It doesn't, you know. Everybody, everybody trusts their gut. Everybody goes one direction because they feel this way, because they feel that. I just do not feel, especially in the blood. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna go as far as say in in every case, in every case we've dealt with, in every case we've read about, in every case from Whitley Strieber to Stardust Ranch to fucking the Fatima kids, you know, the, these things do not have our best interest at the forefront. I, I would, I would, which makes me wonder, like I said, what do we have that they want? What do we have that they keep coming back for? What do we have that they need? Cause they're not, if, if they're this advanced, if they're this powerful and, and they're predatory in the terms uh, like biologically predatory, we would be wiped off the face of the planet. We we wouldn't exist anymore because we, I don't feel like we would stand a chance of defense against them. No. But if we have something that they want, they're going to keep us alive. They're going to keep coming back. They're going to keep doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Which almost we, means... We are providing a, a, a service, for lack of a better term, to them. Which would almost mean that it would have to directly... Encompass humans. humans, because because any because resource like you're saying you're going to you know, find anywhere in the goddamn. Well, not only that, but if they wanted resources and we were like, no, what are they going to do to us? Oh yeah, bye. And, and and on that note, um, all all of the the minerals and resources we find on Earth, I feel like you could find billions of times over yeah. throughout the rest of the galaxy and I'm the rest sure. of the universe. Nobody's no being is going to travel umpteen billion light years to come to earth to, to, to pick up some iron ore or some shit like that you know you got goddamn planets that rain diamonds yeah i gotta come here and dig them out of the ground you spend a day like 15 minutes there yeah and then just get the obliterated grill. by diamonds i'm just gonna make a eighth of all diamonds i don't know why you don't know i, I probably will good good I don't know. I get going on this this Bledsoe thing, and it just it just it's a weird one, man. My mind. It'll be one that we probably constantly reference because I I want I want what he's experiencing to be what he thinks he's experiencing. Hundred because I don't want anything ill willed or nefarious to happen. To anyone, but particularly him, because he's so invested in these beings that are... Talk about, like, ripping your heart out if he found out it was the other way around. Yeah. But I just I just cannot get behind them wanting what's best for us. I feel like the only reason we're still around here is because we are, we are providing something that they need. And if, if they... If we drop off the face of the planet, say say we're the only planet that has human life, which which to our knowledge right now is what what makes us specifically human, like consciousness maybe, yeah, souls for lack of a better term, DNA, DNA, but uh, well, you knew you would think that if it was. Oh, a lot of people do go fucking missing though. So if it was like, if it was like, like based on your, what your anatomy, you would think that they would, 
if they wanted to farm it, they're going to farm it. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't take it all at once because then you, then your surplus is gone. You right. have to, you have to make sure. But what if it was like, we've heard how they, they, certain beings feed off emotion. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's it too. So, you know, you have that, which, you know, you could tie that to consciousness and, and the soul or what, however you want to label yeah. that. And, and if, if they feed off emotion, fear is a super strong emotion Oh yeah, and strikes, like I said, nothing like what's more terrifying than being abducted. Well, and fear is like one of the biggest motivating emotions. Oh, like, yeah. you know, love is special and love, you know, but fear, fear has that just raw drive to it. You oh, know, it yeah. makes you, it makes you irrational. It makes you jump. It, it is way different than any other emotion. Yeah. It makes, it makes you beg the question. Which would drive you to, which would drive you farther to do things, fear or love? Like. That's tough <clears throat> because, you know, I think of the love that I would have for my children. Yeah. Like when you think of love, like. Yeah. But then, then if you put, if you put the fear for your children into that equation, what, what, what are the bounds? What realistically, are the it's probably that? virtually equal. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. So because if you were you were, you were if you were fearful for your child's life, like if something was endangering your child, you're gonna you're gonna go okay, I'll eliminate you. Like I don't have yeah. a problem taking you off the board. And it's it's weird that they are inducing fear and practicing fear in these abductions and these encounters. But in, on the flip side, in the Bledsoe case, they're preaching love. Oh man. Okay. So let's run here. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So if, if you run that angle, like say they're harvesting his emotions, fear and love. Well, you're almost going to inevitably drain your source if you constantly run on fear because it's going to stress his body. It's going to wear him down. He's going to expire a lot quicker. His, his, his mind and his psyche will, will give up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you took the opposite approach, and decided to farm love, way easier. Oh yeah, and that's that's a that's a go that's a pick me up that's a pump me up that's a go get it not like that. But you don't you don't feel threatened. You're relaxed. You like the the stresses on your body are not as extreme. Yeah. Therefore, you are, you are, they are going to be able to sustain you far longer. It's almost like the Matrix series. You know, they keep them in these pods, but they keep them they keep them in their the little world. Which almost goes goes further to push why abductees can't remember shit. They block everything out because if this if this stressor was happening every time, like like you you knocked it out of the park with that, it it tears you down emotionally, yeah. physically, spiritually. So you block all that out, and you're like, man, like I woke up with all these weird bruises. That was a weird night, but it's cool. I'm not gonna think yeah. about it. I'm it's whatever you'd literally you'd literally go man i wonder how i got that like you had a bruise you yeah know, like i wonder how i got that huh that's weird you know maybe maybe you know you look at your wife or your spouse and you're like yeah maybe you kicked me in the sleep, yeah. sleep you know, whatever and i yeah because this, we all know what stress can do to you stress can literally break you apart and kill you oh yeah just stress alone nothing else just stress yeah and when that's when that is when that is disguised as love like like you can you can almost see 
Mr. Bledsoe's, um, his demeanor from the first encounter, the way he speaks of it, and his his later encounters, like they're almost, it's almost like he's dealing with two different yeah. entities. Yeah. But I think that they just got him in particular figured out. It's possible. And... I don't know. We I I derailed this last one, didn't I? <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'm sure people don't mind listening to it. It'll be one we get caught up on for a yeah, while. And I, I really I, will. I I do enjoy the conversation and everyone's take on it because like it's a wild one. It does. It gets my brain like in a different place. It's it is a terror. It's it's terrifying it to is. think. That there's something out there that's doing whatever the hell it wants to us, and there's nothing that we can do about it. Yeah. To the point where, like, like we don't even remember what it's doing. We just, it's just blocked out. What if this is happening on a global scale? What if every single human on the planet is being subjected to this, but we just don't remember it? Yeah, most of us don't. And some of us, like, some of us will never know, you know? You ever get like, but it one, you ever it makes get like you nine hours of sleep and you wake up tired as fuck? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. Like what? What's going on? But it would make you wonder what determining factor breaks some of people out of the mold, and where they do remember it, or they remember fragments of it. I don't. That would no. that would attest that most or not every human's the same. Uh, some people's psyches are probably stronger than others. Oh, man, it just like that thought process adds 15 more layers, at least on top of where you're already at, because then then you really have to start to question, well, how special is humanity at that point? If if you have people with the ability to crack through this proverbial uh, screen, yeah, this screen, yeah. this movie they're putting in front of everyone, but you're one of the few that are able to some because that that would that would encompass your brain power. Your your emotional, your psyche, your your consciousness, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is more intact. It's stronger. It's it's able to bust through the screen and start to put pieces, put these fragments together. It's just I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like I'm following you, and I'm thinking about where where we are right now, in in the conversation, and I'm like, what like. It's, it's beyond me. I just, I don't know. And that, that, that does like you, you asked the perfect question. What separates people who do, who do finally realize that some, some shit's going on. It's literally like in the matrix. Like I'll reference it again, taking the, the blue pill, or the red pill. Like some people just want to be ignorance is bliss. Like fully, and I, I would not fucking blame a soul. No, especially after you hear, you hear the horrifying abduction encounters, and yeah. like, why would you want to remember that? Right, you know, for sure. You know, and then there there are some people that want the truth, but it it, it would still, you know, more or less come down to, why, like, why? Why do some people have the ability and others don't? I don't know, man. So fucking weird. It's a weird topic. <laughs> I I could sit there and talk about it forever. Like <laughs> it wouldn't take yeah, it wouldn't take much just to keep the ball rolling. 
No, there's so many different avenues and like, I don't know. Because I'm with you. I want it to be a 100% positive experience. Yeah. I want it to be something that's more or less going to come save humanity. We do. We like, we like that. Um, we like the idea that something greater than us is watching over us. We like the 100%. idea that we can have someone to thank when things go good. We can have someone to blame when shit goes bad. We, when, when life gets so hard and downtrodden, we can just say, you know what? Out of my hands now. Some, some, whoever's up there, take this and fix it. It's all yours. Here it is. But I just, I don't know that it works that way. Right. I don't know. I don't either, man. That's what it boils down to. I don't know. No, no, but it's fun to sit here and throw theories at the wall. And I, I mean, I don't know if I want to know. Probably, in the end, probably not. But I won't say that that opportunity won't present itself at some point in our lives. Because it it's might. Just, uh, yeah. I don't we know. keep knocking on doors. That's weird, man. See what you guys do to us. You call us in and leave us messages and it gets our brains all tangled up and now we're thinking about celestial abductions. Yay. That sounds that sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. But um thanks again. I like I said, I love these holophone episodes. I love listening to you guys' encounters. I love the text messages. I hope you all uh, realize how much enjoyment we get out of that and keep that phone blowing up because we want to hear every all all of the weird stuff, all of the weird things that you experience. Even the comedic one. The the probe guy, like <laughs> that was funny. It was pretty funny. That's not nah, no. Nah, we don't want all comedic. Yeah, we do. There's a time and a place for that. Yeah, that exactly. Was, like I said, pretty funny. But we want we want to be the platform where we can get this stuff out there for you guys. And hundred percent. And it's an honor to get to kind of analyze it as it's as it's happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for like sure. Some of these, I'm sure, some of these stories are we're, we're probably some of the first people that to get to hear them. You yeah, know? because people people keep them tucked away inside. For sure, worried about like whether they're going to be judged. Well, I mean, in all fairness, how many people did we tell our personal stories to? Yeah, not I, very many. I agree. You know, not very many. You were one of the only people that I would normally tell shit to. Yeah. But we're going to wrap it up there because that went way longer than I thought I was going to. It's all right. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Here's another long episode for you guys. For sure. Check us out at all our socials. You know the drill. Check the show notes. Um, Until we see we you hear from us again, we meet again, however you want to call it, stay safe, stay weird, and keep that hollow line blinging, trilling. What's what's the slang? I, I like blinging. Yeah, blinging ringing right <laughs> Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.